This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. DA on CBS Sports Radio. DA, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. Happy Monday, boys and girls. One question, one question only. How do you feel? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. That's all that really matters. The DA Show here with you to break down week number one of the NFL season. Coming up this morning on the show in 20 minutes, Mike Pritchard's going to join us. He was a star wide receiver at Colorado back in the day, so we can talk a little about a little bit about Dion's resurgent program, and then also he's an NFL analyst for Veasan. We'll talk about Week One of the NFL season with former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard coming up here in 20 minutes from now. In 40 minutes, we have your advanced analytics behind the poll question: Who had the most embarrassing loss of Week Number One? And also your epic fail. Yesterday in Chicago, maybe no Aaron Rodgers, but the ownership of the Bears was just the same for the Green Bay Packers. Pack 38, Bears 20, Bear down literally. Snap the left, dumps it over the middle. Aaron Jones makes the catch. 25-20, cutting right. He's gone to the house. Touchdown, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones, electrifying 35-yard touchdown reception. I couldn't be more proud for, of, of just his performance, his poise. There's a, there's a big-time belief in that locker room for Jordan Love. And I think uh, the guys... They're going to rally around him. Fields takes the snap, scans the secondary with time. Now fires it over the middle. Intercepted. Quay Walker at the 30 to the 25. Cutting right, breaks a tackle, spins to his left, still on his feet. 15 10. He's going to the house for a pick six. Touchdown, Green Bay. And an opening day dagger. That was Packers radio on the call of Matt LaFleur after the win. Again, names change, but the results stay the same. The Packers' ownership of the Bears. So a couple of things from this game. Number one, and I talked about this on Friday, and really a lot of last week as well, I think the Packers have been incredibly undervalued by the public, the media, the fans coming into this season for the simple fact that people focus on the quarterback so much that they tend to forget how good a lot of teams are in other areas. The Packers, for example, may have had an underwhelming season last year, missing the playoffs, obviously. But they came into the season as Super Bowl favorites, 
and a team that had been the one seed in the NFC back-to-back years. Last year was supposed to be more of the same, and they cratered. And they got poor quarterbacking some of the time from Aaron Rodgers. They certainly got poor quarterbacking from him in Week 18 of the win and end game against Detroit. They had young wide receivers that they were trying to bring along. Rodgers was frustrated. Probably LaFleur was frustrated. Everything was kind of at a fevered pitch about succeeding because the clock was ticking on Rodgers. The animosity was getting ratcheted up. And they collapsed under the weight of that. But they always had good talent. They've got pass rushers. They've got corners. They had an offensive line that was not healthy last year coming into the season. They had young wide receivers, but talented wide receivers, and they had two good running backs. The Packers have most of that roster back. It's mostly the same team as the one that's been a one seed previously or last year was a Super Bowl favorite, except the quarterback. Now, granted, Jordan Love's a massive unknown. I don't expect people to just assume Jordan Love is going to be great, but That clip you just heard from LaFleur is very indicative. It's very, it illustrates something that is very important here. Jordan Love may be inexperienced, but if you believe the talking points of LaFleur or others, guys really like him. Guys feel a certain loyalty to him that he's working hard, he's trying hard, he's putting it together, he wants to win people over, and they believe in that. They believe in that that DNA of his. And that's really important. It's not the most important. The most important is obviously the, the quarterback's talent. But it is an important piece of success The guys around you need to want to play with you or for you. There is not a greatest quarterback conversation about Brady or Montana or Unitas that that can not include, that can exclude the fact that their teammates loved them. And not just because they won with them, because those guys made the other guys feel important. Those guys made the other guys believe they could do great things. Those guys connected with the their teammates. I'm not putting Jordan Love in that conversation. I'm just saying it's a it's a component of a successful quarterback that the guys around you want to play for you and believe in you. And I think that was a big challenge with Trey Lance. That he never engendered any support that maybe he was too lost. Maybe he wasn't Whatever. There wasn't a component of his his personality that they connected with. Maybe he was aloof. Maybe he was immature. Whatever it was, I, I don't know. But that was something that was very, very, very silent and, and alarmingly so. Nobody ever talked about how much everybody loved Trey Lance. Shanahan or Lynch never said, yeah, I mean, the guys really... They love Jordan Love for whatever reason. And... A part of this is probably laying it on a little bit thicker because you've lost Rodgers, you want to build him up. But it does seem very authentic that the guys, and you think about how he's handled himself, he's never complained about not playing instead of 
Aaron Rodgers. There was no bitterness. There was no, I've got to get out of here. There was a patience, and they respected that, I suppose. And so when Love played well yesterday, and he did play well, it was at least in part because the guys around him were playing hard for him as well and happy for him. He goes 15-27 for 245, three touchdowns, no picks, and I loved this stat from Jordan Love. Took only one sack all day. Love is agile. Love is slippery. And maybe, much like Rodgers benefiting from sitting behind Favre for so long, maybe Jordan Love's best-case scenario actually happened where he had to sit and learn and wait, and then when he got his chance, he was ready. And this is why I will always push back on this idea that you've got to start your rookie quarterbacks day one because they either got it or they don't. They'll sink or swim, and you'll find out quick. I just don't believe that. I don't believe Jordan Love throws for 245, three touchdowns, no picks, day one, game one of his rookie year. I don't believe that, and I think you're crazy if you think that that's the case. Sitting helped Jordan Love. Now, he's got a really good roster, but sitting helped Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL, not top five, not top 10, if he's a top 15 quarterback, so a top half, the Packers could easily win 11 or 12 games this year. Could easily win. They're really good. They have been really good. And guess what? They've gotten really bad quarterbacking in the playoffs or in the win and end game. If Jordan... Is it crazy to think that Jordan Love could have been better or could be better this year in Week 18 winning in than Rodgers was last year? No, not at all. Is it crazy to think that Jordan Love could have been a little bit more effective than Aaron Rodgers was in that pathetic performance against the Niners two years ago in the divisional round when the Packers went one and done? No, it's not crazy. Now, the same weather effects would happen to Jordan Love and the same good defense that they played against the Niners would would be a problem for Jordan Love as well. I'm just saying that the bar is low in Packerland about quarterbacking in big spots. Rodgers was bad. No if if Sandra Butts. He was a great regular season guy for the most part. Bad of the postseason. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be great in the playoffs because he beat the Bears in week one. I'm just saying that the, there might not be a significant drop-off, as people assume, for this year's Packers team. I had them in the playoffs on Friday when I made my playoff picks as a wild card. They looked really good yesterday. Also, for the record, I mean, the Bears. I mean, how many years are we going to do this? Waiting for the Bears to turn a corner. Is Matt Eberflus the guy? Those big, dopey, top-gun sunglasses he's wearing on the sideline? Everything's fine. Everything's going to be good. We're going to... I don't know. I didn't see a lot of good out of the Bears. I saw Justin Fields hold on to the football too long. I saw him throw into double coverage. I saw him look like he was out of sorts. And they're supposed to be getting the most out of Justin Fields. And I didn't see it yesterday. I didn't see it. That was a that was mostly a blowout for most of that game. You know, last night the Giants just getting demolished by the Cowboys and it's going to take a lot for me to believe in the Cowboys, and I don't think I can believe in them until we get to January and I see them winning playoff games 
That's with a s at the end. I, I, I know they're super talented and they look like, you know, last night that they, they've got a defense to be reckoned with and they went on the road and just destroyed the Giants. It's going to be hard for me to believe in the Cowboys because of the head coach, because of the turnovers at quarterback, because of the owner who tends to push success in front of them as though they've already earned it versus having to, to do it. So there's always a part of me that is doubtful on the, the Cowboys and the same thing coming into this year. Last night was impressive. Last night was a bit, though, of a blip on the radar because blocked field goals for touchdowns, balls that pop up in the air that you bring back for a touchdown, you know, that's those are things that you can't really count on. I would say, though, and, you know, how many times do you ever put up 40 points when your starting quarterback throws for less than 150 yards, which is what happened last night for the, the Cowboys and Dak. But that pass rush was fatal to the Giants last night. And if that Cowboys pass rush is that good and the Giants keep saying that they're trying to fix the offensive line and last year was much better and this year was going to be better than that, that's going to be the the great X factor for the Cowboys because Micah Parsons and company just disrupted everything the Giants tried to do. And Daniel Jones had a mouthful of those rubber pellets all night long. And that's, you know, that's, that's the best thing the Cowboys have going for them. They've got CD and they've got Pollard and Dak can make some plays. And, but that pass rush, Micah and company that just destroys game plans. And if you destroy game plans, you know, it's really it's quite it's quite hard to beat anybody. And it's it's how defensive forward, defensive strong teams have won Super Bowls in the past. You know, you take the Ravens, for example, the Bears, these the the, the Steelers back in the day, even, you know, you you had some great pass rushes with the Doomsday Cowboys of the seventies, you know, those and that's going back quite a ways. But even more recently, teams overcome offensive limitations if you just kill the quarterback and you disrupt everything in the backfield because everything today in the NFL is timing and spacing and rhythm. And the Cowboys last night destroyed the Giants of the backfield, destroyed the timing of Daniel Jones and company. When we come back, Mike Pritchard's going to join us. He played his college ball at Colorado, so we can ask him about Dion and the Buffs. Hot start. Also, we'll ask him about week one of the NFL, which we just saw before tonight's Jets and Bills game. So stick around for Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Per capita than any other sports radio show. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you being with us on this fine Monday morning. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. And today's Monday Night Football preview sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The Aaron Rodgers era in New York begins tonight as the Jets take on the Buffalo Bills over at MetLife Stadium. Obviously, the Bills are still trying to hold on to their perch atop the AFC East over the last couple of seasons. The Bills are road favorite tonight, a two-point favorite going into MetLife Stadium. Joining us this morning here on the show is a member of the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. He was an elite wide receiver for the Colorado Buffaloes back in the late 80s and early 90s. He was drafted 13th overall by the Atlanta Falcons in 1991 and enjoyed a long career in the NFL. Now he's doing analysis for VSIN, the All Sports Betting Network, as one of their top NFL analysts. Joining us this morning on the show is Mike Pritchard. Mike, good morning. Good morning, DA. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll start with tonight's game Bills and Jets. Bills are a road favorite. What do you think? Well, you know, I think. We're curious about the Jets, right? Uh, we're curious about what Aaron Rodgers and impact's going to be. Uh, we thought we got some insight from Hard Knocks, which can be revealing at times. I, I think it was helpful for the Detroit Lions and uh, their quest to make the playoffs. Uh, they made a great run uh, not too long ago. Uh, but I'll say this about Aaron Rodgers and impact. When you think about Hall of Fame quarterbacks in waiting, like the Tom Brady's of the world, right? Um, even the Kurt Warners, if you want to go back then. Um, these guys that were Hall of Famers while they were playing, uh, they just made an immediate impact. Uh, whether it turns into be a Super Bowl appearance or not, uh, does, it, does it turn into a playoff run? It often does. So the expectations are high, uh, and when you go out and get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you're trying to meet those expectations. So I'm all in for the Jets. I, I really am. I think it's going to be a fun ride they might not win this game. Uh, I think Buffalo uh, has continuity on their side. Josh Allen's incredible. Uh, they've reloaded offensively uh, with the draft as well. And, you know, we'll see what they are going to be just defensively this year. Uh, but the pedigree is there certainly for Buffalo to get off to a fast start. Uh, but I, I, I think when it's all said and done, uh, the Jets will make that playoff run. But I, I think went for a good game. If I was betting it, I'd probably take the points with the Jets. Um, at this point, uh, hopefully I would have them involved in a teaser, uh, but I don't. Uh, I'm going to sit back and have my popcorn ready and watch this one. All right. Well, in that division, AFC East, we saw the Dolphins' offense explode yesterday, mm. 
Tua, 466 yards. Tyreek had more than 200 yards and two touchdowns. What has Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill brought to the table to push Tua to the next level as a quarterback? Speed. Speed. I mean, Tua's Tua's anticipation was off the charts last year, uh, and that's what made him an effective quarterback before, obviously, the injuries with the concussions and everything like that. Uh, his, his anticipation of break points uh, is unlike I've ever seen before, to be honest with you. There's a lot of quarterbacks that I think uh, we've evaluated, we've seen, um, and a lot of them have that strong arm. They can zip it in there. We're fascinated by that. Uh, but what fascinates me about Tua, DA, is his anticipation of the break point. Uh, with all that speed of it, it doesn't matter which receiver is Waddle. Is it, is it Terry Kill? I mean, is it tight end? Is it the running back? It, he just, he's uncanny with it. Uh, so that's what makes him very effective. You can't run with Tyreek Hill. I don't know why teams try to uh, use some type of man coverage with Tyreek Hill. Uh, they're going to learn. Certainly you're going to learn uh, from that and those mistakes. But as long as Tua can th- uh, be on rhythm, be on time, uh, and certainly have the ability to anticipate the break point, uh, that offense is going to be tough to stop. Uh, and certainly want to see Tua uh, remain healthy. You know, I think he's a, a perfect candidate for comeback player of the year if anybody's looking around uh, from a betting standpoint in that market. Sure is. Mike Pritchard joins us this morning on the show. Had a nice NFL career, also won a national championship with Colorado. He's an analyst for VSIN. The Bengals have designs on a Super Bowl, but boy, they mm-hmm. looked like garbage yesterday. Do you attribute that to how good the Browns' defense was or a rusty Joe Burrow since he didn't play in the offseason? Yeah, hot garbage, really. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't expect that from a team that has Super Bowl expectations and, and, and certainly a core, a group of core players offensively uh, that could perhaps set records offensively once they get in gear. But, no, that, that was certainly uh, the effects of, of Joe Burrow not participating in camp. I mean, it, that's, that was a trade-off for him not participating and him getting completely healthy was the fact that execution was going to be lacking. Uh, but, you know, I think the Bengals probably thought they could rely on their defense a little bit more. But uh, I think when you look at Cleveland and what they did, they, they made football simple uh, yesterday. They ran the football, they were physical, and then they allowed that defense to just get after a pass-happy offense. And uh, that's what we're going to see a, a lot more of this year, I think, D.A., is, uh, you know, teams that have a defensive front, teams that have – uh, really good bookends defensively and know how to get after a passer. That they're going to make it tough on these pass happy offenses. So uh, some of these offenses are going to have to learn how to implement uh, a physical nature and, and then put their hand in the dirt and just get after it and run the football. If they can't, if they're one dimensional, uh, there's some matchup advantages uh, along the way that I think uh, we can certainly expose and, uh, and and have an advantage with. I, I'm so glad we have you on the show today as Colorado's jumped to 2-0. and They've got game day coming into Boulder on Saturday in the Rocky Mountain Showdown against Colorado State. And it's just it's amazing what Dion has done in such a short amount of time. I know you were optimistic like a lot of Buffs alumni were. You won a national championship with the Buffs. You remember the good old days. But... Did you think it would be this effective? Forget wins and losses and, and game day. Did you think he could be really effective so quickly upon taking the job? I thought he would be effective. I thought he would be impactful, uh, but I thought it would take a little bit more time, to be honest with you. I, I mean, this was unre- unrealistic expectations to think that 
okay, the impact of Coach Prime uh, and CU and what has, it has done to the sports world. Uh, nobody could have guessed this at all. Uh, this is a phenomenon. That's the short of phenomenon, what's going on. But uh, if there was one person ready for the challenge, if there's one person to accept it, if there was one person to accomplish it, uh, it was Dion Coach Prime Sanders because he's so detailed. Um, he he's always been that way. Uh, certainly, when I was a player in Atlanta, just watching him and observing uh, how detailed and how organized and how structured and how hard he worked, um, he's always been successful. So, uh, yeah, it's been accelerated. Uh, I, I think the time uh, timeline has been accelerated, but uh, it's been a fun ride so far, right? Uh, it's been an incredible journey so far, and, and everybody's captured captured with it. Everybody wants to find out what's going to happen next with CU football. And uh, there's a lot of interested eyes, uh, including some of the top recruits in the country. So uh, I, I think our program is on solid ground again. We haven't had uh, a winning season. Well, we have two winning seasons, and I think, in the last 15 to 20 years, which is incredible to think about. Uh, but, no, there's so much exciting excitement about Colorado football. Uh, it is it is incredible to see, and, and I want to see them keep it going. Let's go back to when you were a young player in Atlanta. You're drafted in 91 by the Atlanta Falcons, and Dion has now started to make a name for himself. He was going into his third year, and mm-hmm. you say he's meticulous, he's organized. We see flash. We see flamboyance. We see him being very verbal and showy. But I, I want to I want to hear more about that observation. What did you see behind the scenes about that organization and that structure that we don't see on the outside? Well, I, I think um, one Dion is highly intelligent. Um, you know, when you see the flash, when you see the chains, when you see all that, um, that that is marketing. You know, that's that's a brand before we called it a brand, right? I mean. Just think if we had social media back in the early 90s. My goodness. Uh, but, <laughs> what but, prime time Neon Dion would have been with social media in 1989. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so if, if you can handle it, I mean, there's, there's always marketing hits. I mean, uh, big business takes marketing hits uh, or PR hits, if you will. But uh, I think the brand of primetime or neon, you know, whatever is the time. I mean, whatever, you know, it was back then that that was marketing and that was to up the dollars and, and, and certainly up the profile to be able to up the dollars. But the person, uh, Dion Sanders, uh, it, it was a genuine, hardworking, humbled, um, family man. And football was so important to him or sports was so important to him because it was his way uh, of helping his family um, and, and certainly uh, achieving a lot along the way. I mean, he, he's one of the best players in the history of the game. It doesn't matter position. Uh, you could have lined him up anywhere on the field in, in the National Football League, and, it, and I think he would have been a Hall of Famer. That's how gifted of an athlete he was. Uh, and, and he takes that, and he's always taken that, and he's instilled it in his kids. Um, and I, I think his faith helps him along the way. Certainly a convicted guy and uh, with his faith and, and, and certainly what he believes and how he believes. And I think you could admire it because if you're willing to put it out there uh, and you're willing to back it up uh, and take a chance that way, look what you can accomplish, right? We, we're, so many people are afraid to put out or, or out, outwardly chase their goals or out, outwardly put out their goals and what they are, state what they are. Uh, but I think when it comes to Coach Prime, 
uh, he's just evolved from a player uh, and being that way to to certainly a coach and instilling that in his kids. And it's amazing. Uh, it really is. But it all starts with a plan. It all starts about being detailed and meticulous with that plan uh, and following it to a T. And, and certainly success has followed Deion Sanders wherever he's been. They're ranked. They're going to get game day there. They've got the national eyes on them. But I knew that things had changed in Boulder when I saw the Wu-Tang Clan on the sidelines on Saturday. I said, well, right. now, now things have changed, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We had T-shirts, too, back in the day, D.A., when um, we played OU. We were going into Norman. And Coach Mack, he gave us T-shirts that said things have changed. <laughs> and he was talking about the rivalry, or he's talking about the fact that our, our team and our attitude has changed, and, and we were better than OU and uh, certainly Nebraska at that time. But, yeah, to see, to see we pay <laughs> in, in Boulder, Colorado, uh, that was something that I thought would never happen. Uh, and it, they were comfortable. They were comfortable. They too. sure were. So Boulder was comfortable with them there. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. I didn't think I'd see Riza on the sidelines in Boulder. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just you wait, though. There's more to come. There's yeah, I know. It's cool. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really cool. Lead NFL analyst at VEASAN, Mike Pritchard, played a long time in the NFL. Now he's the lead analyst for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And you can follow him on Twitter as well, at M.I. Pritchard. Really cool to catch up, Mike. Let's do this again, man. This is great. Absolutely. Anytime. This is okay, awesome. buddy. Thanks a lot for the invite. Thank you, man. Mike Pritchard joining us this morning on the show. Really good stuff. And he was a Colorado guy. Won a national championship back in 1990 with the Buffs. And they're humming. Rocky Mountain Showdown. College game day going to Boulder for Colorado and Colorado State. It's amazing. That's a 10 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Look out. Is that right? Long day of edibles, mushrooms, and partying in Boulder. Oh, yeah. And then it's see what else you got, you know, see what you got left. For the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live or the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. One thing that we cannot do is take a show road trip to Boulder with Boyle because <laughs> that day does not end with Boyle upright. We would never Whoa. bring him back. Whoa. What do you mean? Doesn't end? You, you don't understand. You don't, you don't know what I got in the tank. I, no, I think that's the problem. There's so much in the tank, we would never find you again. I think... If we went to Boulder and we got up at 6 a.m. for college game day or whatever, uh-huh. and you are around the CU student body okay, and student bodies, you're around their proclivities, and we have to get from 6 a.m. until 7 p.m. kickoff local time, and then a three-and-a-half-hour game, I don't, yeah, I don't see me, you, and Bogues in the same row in that stadium and you being coherent at that point. <laughs> Do you think you see me crowd surfing shirtless <laughs> in the student body? At one point, DA and I go, let's go back to them and take a quick nap. And that's when we never see you again <laughs> until you're like streaking on the field at yeah. some point in the third quarter. We see you riding Ralphie the Buffalo <laughs> during halftime. Yeah. Or you become the guy that runs out and gets the tea after kickoffs <laughs> yeah. so, with your with, mouth. With a banana hammock. <laughs> with assless chaps. <laughs> I'm wearing Mark Johnson's cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Boyles and Mark Johnson's Cowboys now were like, is he with Ghostface Killa on the <laughs> sideline right now? Ghostface <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's a good drop. Is that Boyle, Ghostface Killa, and Ralphie the Buffalo right now drinking <laughs> together out of a keg? Are they doing keg stands? I would hope to find myself in some kind of mud wrestling pit at some point throughout the day. I mean, what, you know, what do we? What would we be doing? Would we do? We do the show Friday, so obviously Saturday. Then we have the whole day to yeah make it a palooza. Yeah, palooza. Dion Palooza, and I mean, you you know, you don't know the narcotics that are coming through Boulder. They're coming from the east. They're coming from the west. They're meeting at the mountains. Forget it. It's a lot of action. They're coming up from the south. I'm sure. I'm sure it is a great time. You've hyped it up plenty times before, but. You know, just off of the two people we know that went to Colorado, <laughs> Jack Stern and Cap. Yeah. Cap's like the quietest guy ever. I Yeah. It's I, called PTSD. Okay. <laughs> well, just so, yeah, I guess just off of our time knowing them alone in the office space, I, I wouldn't say CU represents a whole lot of partying. Well, all I know is one of my close friends of the world does more drugs than anybody I know on earth. And he went to Boulder for a weekend and said, I can't do this. I got to go. <laughs> I mean, I, he was like, it's scary. Yeah. How, how intense <laughs> the narcotic sharing is. <laughs> I can't explain Jack surviving those four years. Well, he closed his shades and just grilled exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Pink hat. Plugged in the smoker. He just was watching Mike McIntyre's Colorado Buffaloes in mm. his pink hat. But Cap was out of his mind for four years, and this is this is dull, quiet, <laughs> spent, worn out Cap. You He's know this? still recovering. You know this for a fact. I can tell by looking at him. I think maybe that's more so the newborn that no, has been I've, taking a toll I've, on his life. I knew Cap before here. I've known Cap the longest of the whole group. True. So Cap's been, it's been a long road back for Cap, but he's also, not there yet. And don't get it twisted that the quiet guys don't do a lot of partying because they might not show it outwardly, but, you know, they could be the ones growing all the stuff. Right. Cap has taken things for fun that we don't even know exist yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And he's just like, it's a Tuesday afternoon. And he's like, whatever. Yeah, and Cap's apartment could have easily been the greenhouse for yep. like, you know, a beta zeta and all their <laughs> drug parties <laughs> for zta and sig pie mixers you got yeah, cap in the middle that's right, that's right. it's right here i'm gonna take you to 2023 this is called the prime effect he can tell the future too <laughs> you should see what cap thinks watchda.com looks like you, you should take every meme that he has ever built for Target Demo Friday. That's what he sees right. every single day. Yep. Bubbles and clouds and robots. <laughs> Me with muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want base-level Cap doing the broadcast. It'd be nothing. You We need him slightly you need enhanced. Chief, you need chiefed up Cap. Yeah. I can honestly say, as long as Dion is there, that right now has become the biggest party in college football. It was already a party school, but now you add a football element to it, and that's dangerous. Bogues has our headlines. DA, there's an oopsie while taping a popular podcast. Uh, there's having diarrhea throughout a plane, forcing the aircraft to fly two hours back home and not to Barcelona. Right. And then there's what the Giants did to themselves last night in Jersey. Wow. Try a 45-yard... 
field goal from the left hash. And that ball is mishandled. Blocked and picked up by the Cowboys defender on the right sideline. It is Noah Iganbanamaki, and he runs it in for a touchdown oh, for Dallas. Now, this is a name you need to say slowly. Noah Igbenogany. At times, he was not on a roster, which was good news for broadcasters, but he is a Cowboy once again. But don't worry, Brad Sham, Bob Papa wasn't much better. Snap, spot, block! Picked up by the Cowboys and running with it down the right sideline is Noah Ingbawani, and he's in for the touchdown. Same guy, two different names, we different a, syllables. We got an Igbawami. Yeah. There's no W in it. Nope. And then what was Shams? Uh, Shams was by like... A 45-yard field goal from the left hash. And that ball is mishandled. Blocked and picked up by the Cowboys defender on the right sideline. It is Noah... Egan Banamaki, and he runs it in for a touchdown for Dallas. Now, in his defense, I'm pretty sure Tarico nailed it immediately, and he had the guy who blocked the field goal as well. Igbenogany, right? Igbenogany. I mean, that's, that's part of the broadcasting job. You you have that ready in case you need him. But there's so many letters in there. And then you've got Osa Digizua yeah. on the defensive line. Tarico is just next level. He just never misses anything, but... In this case, if I'm Shammer or I'm Papa, picked up by the Cowboys, rumbling down the sideline, touchdown Dallas, and you give yourself a break as they celebrate the end zone, and then you say, that's, and then you do the Igbo Wimini, whatever is the name. And say it as slowly as you need to, right. Jack Stern. Uh, the only thing worse than the pronunciations last night, the Giants themselves, a 40 nothing shaming on their field, to start their season by their rivals. The Cowboys winning again 40-zip by the season premiere of Sunday Night Football. It is the largest shutout by either team in their long head-to-head. Dallas also scored in a pick six, plus two Tony Pollard touchdown runs. But don't worry, Brian Dable, you're going to win all of your remaining games. You know, got beat all the way around from coaching to playing. I accept that. Uh, got a lot to learn from, a lot to work on. And that's what we'll do. The Giants' next two games are in Arizona and in San Francisco. There's also shortly, I believe, in Miami and in Buffalo before the middle of October. So best of luck getting to 16-1. and 2-2 <laughs> Atwell and Puka Nakua are people. They are football players. Wow. They caught a combined 16 passes for 238 yards from Matthew Stafford yesterday. Their Rams a 30-13 win in Seattle without Cooper Cup. The Packers changed quarterbacks, still own Did the Bears. Did Fez Bellucci catch any pass? <laughs> I think he was, he's on the non-football injury list God. while his... He's uh, on the yeah. pup list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's on administrative leave. <laughs> A 38-10 win for the Packers over the Bears. That's nine straight wins head-to-head. Three touchdown passes from Jordan Love. C.J. Stroud threw for 244. Could not get the Texans in the end zone. Just three field goals. He loses his debut 25-9 in Baltimore. Week one ends with the Jets and Bills in Jersey. DeMar Hamlin not expected to play for Buffalo. It is not health-related. NFL Network said it's simply a numbers crunch in the Bills secondary. Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker is now on unpaid leave. He was accused of sexual misconduct. There was an investigation, and a hearing is coming in early October. But the school took this action yesterday because the public found out about all of this thanks to USA Today. Brenda Tracy, a noted sexual assault awareness speaker, is the alleged victim. Tucker does not deny her claims, but says everything that happened 
was consensual. On Sunday Night Baseball, the Giants topped the Rockies 6-3 for a three-game sweep. They're now a game and a half behind Arizona for the last NL wild card. The Braves clinched their sixth consecutive playoff spot yesterday, and USA Today says the Angels would consider trading Mike Trout this winter if he asks out. Really? Which means, Mike, please ask out so we can trade you. That's that's how I read that. Little put it out there. We'll trade him if he wants out. So now if he want if they trade him, it's because he asked to go. So he's the bad guy, not them. And so they are willing to punt on both Shohei and Trout. Is their only choice because they they miss trading Otani, and they're going nowhere. They can't fix anything. They gave up guys to get guys. This so they, is they clearly cut. means they they think that he's leaving at free agency. Yes, exactly. So they've got to get they've got to change the franchise now through Trout. It's the only way to get get out of all of this. Wow. And sign me up. Take what you want. Give me Mike Trout. I know he gets hurt too much, but I'll take him. So that's it. That's the official flag planted that it is over in in Anaheim. Shohei's leaving. We know he's leaving in free agency. We'll trade Trout, and we're just shutting the door on this thing, and it's now going to be bargain basement closeout around here. We suck anyway with both of them. One's going to leave for nothing. We got to get something for the other guy. That is depressing. Mm-hmm. Novak Djokovic won his fourth U.S. Open and 24th major yesterday in straight sets over Daniil Medvedev. And back in college football, Texas moves up to number four in the new AP poll, trailing Georgia, Michigan, and FSU after knocking off Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Number four, that's a good number, but imagine how much higher they could be if the Longhorns had Mark Manning playing quarterback. And finally, Tyler Reddick <laughs> won yours the... Yours is holding off Ark right now. <laughs> uh, Tyler Reddick won the NASCAR Cup race at Kansas Speedway, clinching his spot in the next round of their postseason. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. Dixie Landan says, imagine DA asking, where's Boyle? And suddenly Twitter dings, and it's a video of Pat naked, covered in oil, jumping through a table in some frat house, double fisting, 24-ounce natty lights. Going to look worse leaving Boulder than after two days of the Open. (laughs) (laughs) Dixie Landan, just a great imagery in that tweet. That's my man. Speaking of which, by the way, we had a the trifecta of interactions. I tweeted about Brian Dayball leaving Daniel Jones in that game down 40 to nothing. Boyle's seed responded, go back to watching tennis. And then Pat Boyle's father responded, <laughs> show your father some respect. <laughs> when we come back here on the show, advanced analytics and your epic fail, DA CBS Sports Radio. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. Who had the most embarrassing loss of the weekend? 66% of you said the Giants. 19% said the Bengals. 10% the Steelers. Only 5% said the Seahawks. The Bengals ran 54 plays, gained a total of 142 total yards. That's 2.6 yards per play. No team has ever done the following in one season. Lose 40 to nothing. Get out-sacked by seven. Be out-turnovered by three. Blocked field goal return for a touchdown and a pick six. So the Giants did it all in the same game. And today, in for Pete the Body, Bilotti is Ryan Botcher, his favorite team, the Jets. Hopefully, they don't get embarrassed tonight, or Botcher has rented out a Hobbit house to stay in tomorrow. 
Speaking of, let's get you to the epic fail of the morning. As Chance in Alabama told us, it's all about Aaron Rodgers' Hobbit House. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. This year's Alabama team is not a great football team. That, I agree. I agree. So we take a year off. We, we go to sleep. We take a year off. No, no problem. We take a year off. No, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? I just listened to Aaron Rodgers say he was in a hobbit house smoking some... I don't know what he was smoking, but What uh, does anyway. that mean? What's a hobbit house? I'm trying to use the phone! I, <laughs> I don't know. The Lord of the Rings hasn't been out since 2003. Yeah, I don't know what a hobbit house is. Uh, yeah, I mean, neither do I. Okay. So we're in the same league there, right? Uh-huh. You heard me wrong? What is a Hobbit house? I don't know. Me. I have no idea. You, well, he went into... getting paid to talk sports, not me. I know, but I don't think a Hobbit house qualifies as sports. Look at this buffoon. Look at this buffoon. Look at this buffoon. That's your job, not mine. I don't know what a Hobbit house is easy e- either. <laughs> I mean, my God, what is a Hobbit house? Unpipe it. Get cold water. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings just like anyone else. I mean, it's probably the greatest franchise of all time next to The Equalizer. I mean, I mean, it's a great, great, great film. Wow, you I would mean, say a- The Equalizer is one of the greatest franchises of all time? Oh, and Denzel Washington? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, all right. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. Please Google it. Please YouTube it. Whatever you got to do. He said Hobbit House. He said, I was in a Hobbit house for three days. He said he was smoking whatever he's smoking. I don't know what he's smoking, but he was smoking something, and he said, I'm going to the Jets. I'm going to the Jets. Google it. Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, darkness. But he did call it a Hobbit house. Uh, you got to quote me on that. He said, a Hobbit house. I swear on my life, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Stupid little dum-dum boy. Poo-poo butt. Must be nice to be rich. Yeah, you find a lot of creative ways to get high. Yeah. <laughs> True that. Mm, 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 mm. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. It should be noted a Twitter account, at J.R.R. Tolkien, which has 160,000 followers, tweeted, I just heard D.A. talking about Hobbit houses. Now I can rest in peace. We made it, Mom! Thanks to executive producer, Pat Boyle. Thanks to Ryan Botcher on the Wheels of Steel. Thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. And thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow. The Mothership Disconnects. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.